Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hi, pal. How are you doing? What's happening, man? How are you? How are you, my man? I'm doing good, but I got nervous for someone at the radio station when you said there's going to be some changes. I thought someone was going to Oh, you thought I was going to announce an action right here in the morning? No, this show is growing Craig, you are, now, you are now doing overnights. I'm doing so. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Because yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because there's such like dickish behavior at of, radio stations of employees. Yeah. And I don't know if people who, who aren't in radio realize how horrible. Like, you'll never know when you come in for your last shift. I knew one time. I knew one time because I caught on. They were, um, so my agent was local at the time. And they they brought in a new general manager, and there were rumors because the only real format we were missing in Tampa was a, a Spanish format, and the new general manager they brought in had been uh, doing Spanish radio all over the country. <laughs> His whole career, and my was, agent, yeah, <laughs> he's coming my, to take over. My agent's like, "That's a Grim Reaper, buddy. He's they're gonna flip formats." And I was like, "Nonsense! They keep telling me no." And he's like, "It's gonna happen." So I knew. So I I went to management and I said. Are we flipping form? Are we going Spanish? And they were like, no. And then uh, I knew they were lying when they lied to my face. So the next day I got on the air. How did you know they were lying when? when because. What, didn't you hear? Did you hear some imaging or no? No, no. Yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't heard anything yet. I just knew this This guy wasn't in radio anymore. He had uh, left radio because his wife's family owned um, funeral homes in South Florida. And he had been doing that. He'd been selling funeral stuff for a year, and they brought him out of the funeral home business back into radio to do what he do, did best. So I knew. I just knew. Wow. So I said to them, is this happening? And they were like, no, 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 no. So uh, when I realized it was happening and they were lying, I got on the air the next day, and I used a translator tool, and I wrote out a whole half hour of the show and only spoke in Spanish for the half really? hour on a country radio station in Tampa. I would only speak Spanish. And then listeners were calling up speaking Spanish to me. And then after doing it for like 45 minutes, my journal manager called the hotline and I went, hola. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he's so funny. He goes, are you finished yet? And I go, uh, yeah, I guess so. And he's like, we'll meet after the show. And I said, okay. And that's when you found out after the show. Well, no, that's when they were like, well, look, we're exploring things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I know a radio station, um, I love hearing stories about radio guys getting shot because it's so inhumane. Yeah. There was a station I was at in Buffalo years ago and they told me that they had this heritage rock station. It had been around forever. And there were signs posted all over the radio station, mandatory meeting this Friday, 6 p.m., sales, on-air staff, everybody, 6 p.m. on Friday at the Mexican restaurant down the street. Everybody has to be there at 6 p.m. on Friday. Right. And um, so at 6 p.m., everybody shows up there at the Mexican restaurant, and the general manager stands in front of everybody, and he goes, well, uh, I know you guys have been hearing a lot of rumors, and it's true. Uh, starting on Monday, we're going Spanish. And everyone was like, what? Uh, and everyone started laughing. And they're at a Mexican at restaurant. A <laughs> and they thought they were joking. Like, people were, like, going, so wait, hold on. It's like they're pointing at the wait staff going, is that our new morning show? Like, they're laughing. Nobody believes it. And then finally someone goes, wait a minute. So we're, like, for real? We're all we're all fired? And, he, and the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, well, I got to... 
if I'm fired, I actually have to go back to work because I got a bunch of stuff from my house at my desk. Yeah, yeah. I have to go back in the building. And they said, well, we actually took care of that. And guys started walking in with boxes. boxes. Uh. At, at 5 p.m. when everyone left the building, they went through and they went, here's Michael's stuff. And they, and they put your name on a box. Boom. That's oh, your stuff. Wow. This is your stuff. This is your stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a brutal business, man. When I, uh, when I, I, a guy that I worked for, Kid Chris up in Philly, and I yeah. think you know him because we actually had you on and uh, you did a David Lee Roth impression and we pretended you were David Lee Roth to the point where <laughs> fans actually showed up to the lobby of the radio station wanting an autograph of David Lee Roth. And he walked, Craig walked right past them out of the building and nobody had any idea. It was great. <laughs> they had planned a huge birthday party for Kid Chris fired him the day of his birthday the actual no. birthday show and they had brought in porn stars like Mary Carey they had brought in guests they flew and guests they still fired him from across the country they flew guests over for this birthday party on Friday uh, Friday night Thursday night they give everybody the call that the show has been cancelled oh, oh, and all these guests are just sitting in town going well what are we wow. supposed to do we're here the whole weekend That's, I never heard of that I think the worst one I've ever heard of was a buddy of mine in San Diego who was on a rock station he had the number one show he had, he had the largest audience in San Diego even though on a rock station, he was a, a Christian who would talk about Jesus every Friday. And they still liked him? And they loved it. He, he did it in a really cool way, I have to say. He had a really unique uh, uh, approach. But um, he had a show with seven people on it. Seven. Right. And his contract's coming up. He's at Clear Channel. And he goes to the building and he goes to the sta station and says, "Listen, you know, are are we what are we doing this? Are we renegotiating?" They said, "Well, we're thinking about it, you know." And they didn't really give any kind of indication. Right. So his agent gets an offer from the competing uh, company in town, and they offer him a pay increase for all seven people. Wow! So he goes to his bosses at the building and says, "Listen, I got I got this offer. What do you guys want to do with this? Because they they want to pay me more money." And Clear Channel said, "Well." We're going to crunch some numbers and we'll get back to you. His last show before Christmas. And by the way, when you say last show before Christmas to anybody in radio, they know where That's the story's right. going. Right, yeah. So his last show before Christmas, he comes, he uh, uh, gets told, hey, the program director wants to talk to you. He goes up to the program director and she says, so we've been crunching some numbers and we've decided that we are not going to match the offer. Mm. He said, all right. So I guess that's it. That's, and she goes, but... We did match the offer for the other six people. Oh, <laughs> wow. And everyone on the show Stayed. negotiated behind his back, including his best friend. Oh, wow. That he took with him to every market that he worked at. Every market he got an offer, he said, I got to have my buddy. It's, wow. That's our deal. We got to... And everyone, including his best friend, negotiated. Holy cow. That's so funny because in my head, while you're telling that story, I'm thinking if that happened, I would go, oh, well, I'm going with Mike across the street because <laughs> they would do that. Like, I wouldn't go and neg negotiate behind your back right. to try and stay at I the place. I hope not. I'd be like, all right, well, we're the show. We're getting this much money there. They're going to pay me that much money here. I'm still going there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So I wonder how it's going now. Well, they split up, and it was a big war. The whole, like, city of San Diego got totally up in arms about it. They, like, got into, like, splinter Facebook groups. Right, and right. Oh, I know all other. about it. Trust me. Yeah, and, and Jesus went with one show, though. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, it, it was uh, it was a crazy, crazy scene. I mean, it's 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 brutal. It's just yeah. the way people get, uh, I, you know, Gary Delabate had a story about some guy who he knew in Syracuse 
who on New Year's Eve was gonna um, he had a big plan. You got to do it in Gary's voice. <laughs> okay, so so I knew this guy, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's actually a really funny story. So he was gonna he was gonna stay at home with his wife and just do New Year's Eve, and his program director called him and he said, "Listen, you, you, <laughs> I need you on the show." I gotta have you come in tomorrow morning on, on New Year's Day at 6 a.m. So he came in at 6 a.m. and at 10 a.m. they called him and said, by the way, we were gonna fire you. Oh, oh. on New Year's Day? <laughs> on New Year's Day. They wow. made him come in at 6 a.m. on New Year's Day to run the board and then at 10 a.m. they said, oh man, we got some bad news. We're letting you go. I knew I knew one time I got fired from Clear Channel uh, after three months of doing awesome. Uh, they had received some complaints to the FCC, which we found out who it was after a while. But anyway, I remember going. It, it was one individual. It was it was one radio guy oh. who had made the complaints against me. Yeah, so that so that yeah. So I remember it was the very first time I ever had a billboard campaign for me up, and I would drive to work and the cowhead on the billboards. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Two days later, uh, the the complaints come in, and I'm in Mike Olivero's office, who works here now in our promotions department, and I walked in, and Mike goes. I, you're gonna be fine, dude. He's like, they, they, your ratings are killing it. This goes too good. It's only a complaint. It's not a fine or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, this phone rings. He goes, uh huh, uh huh. We have 64 billboards. All of them? Okay. And he hang up and he goes, I don't know. Maybe it's not so good. <laughs> like, oh, like, we just. I go, what do you say? What do you say? He goes, I think they're just being. They're being cautious. I go, why? He goes, they're taking them all down. And they're turning them into mixed billboards. And I went, oh, that's what I knew. I was really? fired. Yeah. Wow. I walked out of there and I took everything off my desk when I left so that they didn't bring that's me a box. That's why that uh, movie Airheads with uh, Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser, that's so good because they find the promotional stuff that's yeah. like a new wave station or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, what? That's right. Yeah. That's oh, right. They, I'll and tell they, you the secrets of a radio change. We talked about this before. In how this to, building, how to know? How to know. Okay. <laughs> Tim Kelly, who is a production guy, who, if you come out of here and you go, right, he's the first production studio, he sits in there, all he's like a creature. He sits in that room with the door closed all day and doesn't say a word to anybody. <laughs> yeah. But if if uh, he is here after hours or on the weekends, something's going down. Right. He's doing and, engineering. And engineers. If the engineers won't look you in the eye, that's something's going on. They uh, When I worked in Cleveland, they flipped one of the radio stations and they fired all the guys there. And they actually set the production guy up with a studio at home and told him not to come in for a week yep. and a half so that he could redo all the imaging out of the building so no one knew. And this poor dude had to sit there for a week and get rid of all the Brian and Joe in the morning promos uh, and put together The Lake, the best uh, 90s songs. The Lake? Oh, yeah, it was... Uh, because it was Cleveland, it's Lake Erie, yeah. so it was nice. It was like one of the stations was the lake, and it was all the hits from the 90s over and over and we over We did again. that. We were flipping... Uh, Q105 was supposed to flip, and it was supposed to be... What city is this? This is here in Tampa. Okay. Okay. It was supposed to be Howard in the morning. Me and the guy who were doing mornings were going to middays. Okay. It was it was Howard in the morning. It was A.W. and Calhead in the middays. Um, Opie and Anthony in the afternoons. Wow. Ron and Fez at night. Wow. And then, I don't know, something else on the weekend stuff. Right. That was the greatest thing ever because uh, Howard was on fire. Opie and Anthony were on fire. And then we'd have a local midday show. Ron and Fez were from Tampa, so they had right. heritage here. It would have been huge. And we were supposed to debut it on September 1st. So much that for a month, we were we had a hotel off of Hillsborough Avenue, a big hotel suite, and all the production was going down there. We'd listen to special listen lines to listen to all the shows over there. We were writing liners every day. I mean, it was a big deal. I was practically living at this hotel. And then CBS decided like uh, a week before that we weren't going to do it. Wow. Right. So think about this. It was supposed to start September 1st. If it would have been on September 1st, 
the first major event that would have happened would have been 9-11. Right. And we would have had all of our shows, except for the midday, generating from New York. It would have been the biggest. Like, you couldn't have asked wow. for an attention getter for a brand new radio station and that. And CBS totally screwed that up. They, Inst- they- instead, they went with... Uh, with a country and uh, country four, no, that's what I think they flipped the they Spanish. Killed the, the <laughs> they killed format? the entire idea. Never wow. happened. Instead, they dumped Howard on an AM station that you couldn't get out of the parking lot. One of my favorite stories from uh, comedians that's similar to that is Jerry Seinfeld had a story. Apparently, I didn't know this. Jerry Seinfeld had a recurring character on Benson. On Benson, on that sounds familiar. Now you said that, yeah. And he said that he got fired. He was still doing stand-up in New York, and he would fly out to L.A. every week to film his recurring character on the show. Right. He got fired. Nobody told him, and he showed up at the soundstage, <laughs> and he's looking around. and He said nobody would acknowledge him. Oh. Like, walking away from him, and he kept going, "Where's my script? Where's my script." <laughs> He nobody was there script. at and there's Mrs. Krause and, and Benson and all these people and nobody told him he was fired. And apparently a stage manager went, Jerry, what are you doing here? And he goes, I'm looking for my script. What? And they go, You're fired. Oh. Uh, and he goes, Oh, and then everyone's staring at him and he goes, Well then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing he could take ownership of. Uh. Well, I'm leaving. I'm then I'm going out. I'm going home. I All loved right. Benson. Benson was the uh, the butler right. from Soap. Yep. Then went to work for the dumb governor, and then eventually went from butler to governor. Didn't he become governor or lieutenant governor or I, something? That like was that. a show I never actually oh watched. God. I never Benson? saw the show. Yeah, because you don't like black people. It, I was in a different strokes. <laughs> oh. I oh. like different strokes, different and I strokes. like yeah, I was into that, but I wasn't. Uh, I just never got into Benson. No, I, I just remember it. I, I, I anyway. Uh, this is Craig Gass. It's what I'm not right. even talking. About it. I haven't been. Fu- I'm just like, dude. You know, it really sucks is when they fire you, and then and there's one time they got this one procedure. No, but people love this stuff because I think they, they had some radio consultant on this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't you suck up to the imaging guy so that you could get a heads up? No, like, they'll always- never tell you. They'll yeah, never tell you. Because I always like every radio station I've ever worked at. I've always wanted to suck up to the promotions guy because they had the movie passes. Oh yeah, and I never. Oh, I, I suck up to that guy. Yeah, I, I never, I never uh, uh, was making any money. So like movie passes and DVDs were like gold to me. Oh like, yeah. If I, if I could get a like, I, there were some shows I worked for where I was just um, I was a contributor to a show and I would only show up when I knew there was a cool movie screening. Right. <laughs> like, oh hey, I, I came up with a great song parody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know about how Bill Clinton's doing this thing, and I thought it'd be funny if we wrote this song based on the Offspring song. Like, yeah, that's really great. Okay, well, we'll record it. Um, hey, hey, are those movie bands? <laughs> like, I w- that's literally what would inspire me. Or, and this is really horrible to admit, I had a racket going. Uh, this is, I, I really shouldn't say this on the. I had a whole racket going with uh, all these radio stations were having me call them as different celebrities, right? And they all said we can't afford to pay you. We'll give you. DVDs and CDs, and you took that deal. And I, well, I eBay because I thought I would. I, in my mind, I thought like this: I'm going to be on the air all over the country. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, you know. And they were always dangling that carrot of, dude, you'll be on the air in Boston, you'll be on the air in Chicago, and they would send me CDs and DVDs, and I would collect all the CDs and DVDs. I hate to say this. Yeah, I, this is this is illegal. But I would go to Target once a month. Return them? With a stack of DVDs and CDs. And I would say, I bought this for my nephew. 
and he already has them. Uh, do you have a receipt? And I go, I don't have a receipt. Like, all right, well, all we can do is give you store credit. That's the like, thing. Target will give you store credit. And I'd go, uh, all right, I'll take it. And, and I, I would do this whole hacking <laughs> yeah. thing once a month where I'd go, all right, store credit. And then I would take the store credit and get shampoo yeah, and soap. Survive. And, and that's how I yeah. survived. I, yeah, was, I, had a, I had a racket going of stacking up all these CDs yeah. and DVDs, and I would take them to Target once a month and trade them in for food and... Target's the only one... The only reason I know that is because Target, they would give me a, they give me a video game here one time, and it was for an Xbox, and I only have a PS4. So I uh, took it to I took it to GameStop, and I'm like, can I trade this in? And GameStop wouldn't take it because it, was, it wasn't opened. And I said, well, of course yeah, it's not opened. It's brand open. new. Yeah. I, I just got the wrong one. That's the scheme that they do so that you open it and then they can give you a yes. price. Yeah, yeah because I, there used to be a used uh. game store in Cleveland that would do the same thing. I'd get all the radio. They would send all these video games and I, nobody would take them. And i go, well, I'm going to go and I'll exchange them. They would make me open them. And then they'd go, well, we would have given you 40 if they're brand new, but we're only going to give you 20 uh. now. And I go, you're the one that told me to open them. <laughs> They told me. So everybody was doing some kind of... I'm not the only <laughs> no, one who was doing yeah. this. No. <laughs> That's how radio guys survive. You have no idea how many Subway Fresh Value meals wow. I, I took out of the prize closet. I was like, hey, I'm going to grab uh, lunch, okay? Wow. Oh, I, I'm telling you, it's part of the reason I why I'm fat. I felt so guilty because it's like... No. No. They, yeah. would, they would poke holes through the barcode. Right. Like, you can't... And I, and I felt like a criminal. I felt like a criminal. No, <laughs> I was no. trying to get soap. You're living. Yeah, You're living. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you literally could put a, uh, a brick in a box and Walmart would take it back. Really? No, like, Walmart. Walmart got what is difficult. That, computer? All right. <laughs> Walmart got difficult, but Target, the first time I went to Target and I was like, I want to return this game. I don't have this system. And they went, Well, we can't, we can't. And I go, Well, I just want to, I just want to swap in. Like, we can't, but we can give you store credit. And I went, All right, that's fine with me. Yeah. That was great. I, was, I just went back and bought what I had to buy. So, yeah, Target's the way to do that. All right, listen, if we're talking about scams, I'm, I'm going to tell oh, you the story. Right. Here, 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 here we go. I bought two Mexican kids yeah, one time. Packed them full of cocaine <laughs> and heroin. This was my proudest thinking outside the box moment of my life. Right. A friend of mine, I was living in Seattle. That's where I started doing stand-up. And uh, a friend of mine worked at the Key Arena. The Seattle Supersonics are playing the Chicago Bulls in the NBA Finals. Okay. And my buddy says, I can sneak you in. But you won't have a seat. And I was like, who cares? Yeah, and I'll so find a way. I'll find a way. But what happened is every time I tried to watch the game in the corridor of each section, people kept saying, you need to sit down. Mm-hmm. You got to get your seat. And I was like, oh, I'm, dude, I, you got to get out of this. Aisle. You can't. And I tried watching, tried watching, going from corridor to corridor, and it wasn't working. And then I, I thought of something. Um, I walked out to the exit, and I took a huge risk. Right. I walked out to the ticket taker. And I looked him in the eye and I said, hey, I got a question for you. Uh, is it possible to leave and come back? And he said, only if you have to hit the ATM. Because for some reason, they didn't have an ATM inside the inside, building at the time. Yeah. And, he's, and I said, yeah, oh, well, that's what I got to do. I got to hit the ATM. And he goes, oh, all right. And I'm making jokes to the guy about how I got to hit the ATM. He's laughing. And, and I go, what's your name? Hey, Dave. Hey, I'm Craig. And, and he goes, all right. He goes, you got your ticket on you, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, all right. Just, just go ahead. As long as you have your ticket on you. And I walk out. I just want to make sure he remembers my face. Right. I walk outside. There's scalpers outside trying to sell tickets for the NBA Finals. And I walk in the middle of scalpers. I go, I need one good seat. And everyone's crowding around me. And, and they're all offering me tickets. And one guy says, I got section 105, row four, seat three. Wow. I go, all right, th- how much you want for it? And he goes, 800 bucks. And I was like, I'm not. No. Mm. And he goes, what do you want? And I go, I, I'm not 800. And he goes, just tell me how much you want. Like, give me six. And I go, I'm, I'm, it's all right. He goes, give me six. And I go, no. Nah. And I start walking away. He goes, here, come here, give me. And he starts to put it in my hand. He goes, give me 400 bucks right now. It's yours. Here, just take it. Give me 400 bucks. And I go, I don't want it, man. He goes, tell me what you want to pay. And I just walk away. It's all right. So I walk back to the arena. Ten minutes later, I see the guy. 
And he looks and he goes, oh, yeah, you. And he lets me in. All right. And I go, hey, where's section 104? Uh, <laughs> and he goes, oh, nice. he goes uh, Oh, you go back that way. I go down to 105 or 105. I go down to row four. Seat three is Great, open. Wide open. There you go. I sat down until midway through the third quarter. I watched the entire game from the fourth row. Wow. Nice. Until he finally, finally found a sucker to buy that ticket. Until an old guy showed up. And who knows how much he paid. Right, he probably right. paid like 200 bucks at that point. That's, that's good. That's but a yeah. smart gig. Yeah. Just that's go so out and ask the scalpers what they're selling. Tonight, if you go in the lightning game, that's... <laughs> yeah. Are you going to go tonight? Yeah, I'm going. I got yeah. I was at a Rush concert the other night when I got into town, and I met some people from the Lightning, one of which recognized me from uh, King of Queens, and, he, and uh, this guy does impressions, so I'm doing impressions for his buddy, and he said, we got to tape you doing funny stuff for, for the team. Oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, I, of course. Can I get in the game? And he said, yeah. And then he called me yesterday and said, I can put you in a suite. Nice. Very uh, nice. And then I invite Cowhead, and he says, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got, I got a plus one. And he's like, eh. I didn't, I, I, the thing is that my son, who's only eight, is like so into this series that I've taken him to every game. So I have to take him to tonight. I can't be like, well, I'm going with my buddy. See you later. Are you going? Do, do you hook it up through the team? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so so we probably are going to be in the same same section together. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be good. Uh, tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, Craig Gash is performing comedy in town it's, uh, on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. The information. I'm performing out in Clearwater on Friday and Saturday night. These shows are going to sell out, not because I'm famous. Right. But because the room literally holds like 22 people. <laughs> it's just paying for a trip so I can come out here and go see hockey and baseball and get out. <laughs> you, so, and you and Ridge Voss are my favorite. Ridge Voss only comes down here to golf. I was and then say. he does comedy to, to subsidize his golf trip. Yeah. And you just decide to go travel for the week. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.